Hello and welcome to the Feminine Not Feminist podcast. I am your host, Annalise, and today I am joined by a very special friend named Issa Ryan. She writes on Instagram at A Homemaker's Manifesto. She also has a Substack, and uh, I will let her introduce herself, but she's going to be joining me today, and we're going to talk about submission <laughs> and marriage and uh Basically, we've had so many conversations, just the two of us, and I feel like this is just going to be taking our conversations and putting them in podcast format, and she's got so much wisdom. So uh, without further ado, Isa, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and tell us a little about, about, about yourself. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on here. And I mean, it feels really surreal, but at the same time, you're right, like we have talked so much and we have such great conversations and you are such a thoughtful thinker and I feel like we approach this incredibly delicate and explosive topic um, in a really similar way and have a similar heart to kind of cut through the scary stuff and get to just the heart of what it means for Christian women Um, but yes me um, I am Issa as you said and um, I am a homemaker and a mom a homeschool mom wife I've been married 12 years and um, I grew up very not a conservative Christian um, at all. I grew up very progressive feminist. Um, It was largely how I was raised. Feminism was never a huge, you know, I had a lot of accepted a lot of um, presuppositions that most people would have these days. I had the typical view of uh, gender relations that a a person has growing up in San Francisco in the 90s and the early aughts and teens. And um, I found the Lord when I was a young woman. Um, that's a whole other crazy story. But um, it was moving out on my own uh, into my first apartment that kind of opened my eyes to, wait a minute, uh, homemaking isn't, you know, horrible and oppressive. It actually really makes sense for creating a space that a person, you know, lives in and wants to be in. And it made me completely rethink everything I had kind of, again, you know, uh, assumed growing up, uh, the presuppositions I'd been raised with um, about, you know, society in the 21st, in the 20th century, 21st century. Um, and that sort of shifted my paradigm so much that by the time I heard the gospel, I moved to Hawaii when I was uh, in my early 20s. Um, and I heard the gospel for the first time with kind of new eyes or as more open-minded to something different than what I had been taught. Um, and so interestingly, um, I approached uh, this topic of submission was always quite taken for granted for me um, because I, uh, it, around the time that I met my husband, he was a new Christian. He had a very similar you know, kind of anti-establishment paradigm, very jaded with the system and, you know, the world in the early, um, in the, the late aughts and the early teens was a lot like it is now. There was economic crisis happening from my perspective. Um, I thought that the world was about to end. We had that, I, when I was in high school, there was a lot of the same climate hysteria and stuff like that. So, um, I was, you know, and I moved to Hawaii cause I wanted to like learn to garden if I could live off grid, if everything went crazy when we say, you know, bleep hits the fan. Um, so that's where I was when I met my husband and he was in a similar, uh, similar position. Um, he had gotten out of the Marines a couple of years before we were both kind of very jaded and anti-establishment. And so that he had accepted the Lord about a year before that. And we would just talk the way, you know, angry young people in their early twenties talk. And he would 
bring up the gospel and the Bible. And so as we got involved and, you know, I read the Bible more and um, started going to church with him and everything and just reading, you know, what I had figured out about what it takes to make a home and then reading the Bible and just the beautiful relationship it describes between, you know, husband and wife and the mirror of Christ in the church. I wasn't, you know, unlike very, a lot of people maybe in our space, I didn't grow up learning any of this. I didn't grow up in a church. I didn't, I've never really heard a sermon Mm -hmm. on marriage that wasn't, you know, specifically any kind of teaching on addressing submission in this incredibly sensitive topic. And it was just also taken for granted for me. And then of course, over the following 12 years um, of marriage uh, to my husband and growing and, you know, all, all of that, raising children and getting to know Christian culture, um, theology, history, uh, the history of feminism and contemporary politics and philosophy and, and ideology and everything. I mean, it is, it's just a huge passion of mine. Um, and it, it is so interesting because I keep coming back to just the simplicity of the word and how, what a beautiful picture marriage is of our relationship to God and the cosmos and one another and just how Christ redeems us through marriage and that union. And yeah, I mean, I just, I just love it. (laughs) It's a passion of mine for sure. So that's uh, a huge part of what I write about. Yeah. So I'm curious because you you talk about this, you you talked about the simplicity of the word and as it pertains to submission, Mm -hmm. Um, that's kind of a hot topic because I think the question we have when we look at a text like in first Peter three, when it talks about, um, how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands, or we look Mm -hmm. at Ephesians it talks about wives submit to your husbands, or we look at Colossians or Titus, Mm -hmm. right? The question is like, is it that simple? Mm. Does submit really just mean submit? (laughs) (laughs) And, um, and I think that it, it in some circles, there's a, an oversimplicity mm-hmm. where it's like, it, there's no room for nuance. There's no room for discussion. Submit just means submit and, mm-hmm. you know, stop asking questions. Mm-hmm. But in, in other circles, it's like, oh, well, this is an extremely, uh, this is something that, you know, you really need to be a scholar of, of Greek to really understand. Um And so I think the question women have is like, how accessible Mm. linguistically and practically is this word submit? Mm -hmm. Like, does it, what does it mean? (laughs) So I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Um, Because you're, you know, you're both a, you're a wife who submits, but you're also a, a scholar and a deep thinker. And so you have both. Uh, kind of roles <laughs> as you approach the text. Yeah. Well, I, I have to say I'm in, extraordinarily flattered to be called a scholar. Um, I am a voracious reader and I'm like obsessed with ideas, but I don't know. I'm a community college dropout. So I guess a, a scholar is truly a person's spirit and not their, necessarily their credentials. But I just have to note there that this is yes. just, I'm a hobbyist. <laughs> when it comes to intellectual matters. But um, yeah, I that is a fantastic question. Um, and I think that it really, as all things do when we are Christians, 
um, it relates more to how we view our relationship to God and our relationship to the cosmos and the rest of the world. And I think that um, I'm not great at being concise, but I hope that this can actually be, I feel like I should strike when the iron's hot if I have a concise thought, um, that it it really has more to do with um it is terrifying and completely dysfunctional to try to fit this wife submit to your husband into any worldview other than the Christian worldview. And we often approach it that way because we are creating a reversal of what we see in the world around us as far as what feminism has wrought in society. And we simply reverse that. Or we, it, we just approach it in a very isolated and materialistic way that does not completely transform. And maybe, maybe I'm just speaking from personal experience, but I struggled with this for a really long time and not accepting it, but actually living it. Because when I adapted it more as my who I am to the world, as in I'm not a feminist, I'm going to be a homemaker and I will submit to my husband. And when that was not fully rooted in my foundation in Christ and that my worldview and how I view the world around me, how I view people around me, how I view myself is all must be in relation to God. So if I'm thinking more as this outward expression of who I identify myself as is going to be, there's so many different directions in which that's just not really going to be functional. And I think a huge part of that is we have to understand mm-hmm. we're submitting to our husbands because it is part of how we are uh, transformed and healed in Christ. And it, it's not any kind of technical it's not a work, you know, it's not something, it's not a means to an end in itself. It's, it's a product of our transformation in Christ. Yeah. And, and, okay. You said it's not a means Mm -hmm. to an end and that was the trap. And I, and maybe you can relate to this. That was the trap that Mm -hmm. I fell into when I was Mm -hmm. first married was if I submit X, Y, Z correctly or enough, I can elicit some kind, I can get something out of my husband, I can make him be a certain Mm -hmm. way. So I was almost viewing it pragmatically. And uh, not through the Christian, not through the, the Christian framework of, you know, God's ordained role for me, that's part of my salvation. But through yeah, just like I said, like a pragmatic yes. lens, how can I get something out of my mm-hmm. husband? And that is when I think so many women fall into mm-hmm. disappointment, because you get married, and you're like, I want to be everything I possibly can be for my husband. And you throw yourself into that. And then you realize at the end of the day that you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. You can't be everything to mm-hmm. him, that you still have flaws, that like blah, 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 blah. And you're like, well, did submission fail mm-hmm. me? Yeah, right. Well, we, um, people, you know, in our space, you and I, and I know other women, you know, friends of ours get this question all the time, or the comment, it doesn't, it's not working. And right there, you know, you've given up where the the disorder in your line of thinking is is that because I absolutely fell into the same trap in multiple ways and it 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 really is quite ironic because it is you and I'm I'm afraid to say this but you'd get less it's not going to work if you if what you're going for is to have it work (laughs) you know what I mean like you are so much more likely to (laughs) see real 
fruit of, you know, of just God's way working in your life. If the end is glorifying God and not, I'm going to, this is my way of, of glorifying God myself. Like that's a bad way to put it. A concept I feel like I'm, I'm even learning more of just only recently in the last maybe year or so, but um, right. Submission is not an isolated concept. Mm-hmm. It doesn't occur in mm-hmm. a vacuum. Yeah. It, it occurs in a context in every time, every time you see it in scripture, it's in a context mm-hmm. of a passage. Mm-hmm. And then as it's played out in marriage, it's, it's in the, it's in, it's not mm-hmm. isolated. And if you try to isolate it and like perform <laughs> just like perform it as mm-hmm. a work, you will be incredibly disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you also like, because the space that we're, that we're talking in, like there's Christians and there's non-Christians and the non-Christians will adopt some of the concepts of mm-hmm. submission. Um, but they will become a work or a means to an end or, 10 steps to get your husband Mm -hmm. to buy you flowers every week, 10 steps to, uh, you know, just change him essentially. And if you're not careful and you're a Christian, those two things can look very Mm -hmm. similar. Absolutely. And I think something that we have to bear in mind that you don't often hear people say, um, but (laughs) people who have fantastic marriages can still not, be walking with Christ, you know, they can still be unsaved. They can still have a very skewed, you know, they might have a very peaceful, loving, affectionate marriage. That is not the end all be all of the Christian life. You know, if you look at Christ's love for us and how it manifested itself, it was full. I mean, and, and like you said, these, these passages are in the context of scripture. I think first Peter is one that is extraordinarily humbling. When you consider the whole book, we, we, Look at First Peter three um, as just the the you know these questions. How do I if like what do I do if we always are kind of looking for this these technical rules to follow, and it's like you have the whole of mm. the scripture to tell you how to submit your thoughts to God, how to orient your your heart and your way, of mm-hmm. and that is holistically applicable to everything in your life and for a married person in so many cases the sort of pinnacle of that second to your relationship with with the lord himself is going to be with your spouse and that is a beautiful thing and that is going to look at god's relationship throughout human history with his bride it, it's tumultuous you know it's mm-hmm. full of all sorts of drama and look how much he shows his love and his mercy for mankind for us you know i think yeah. a really important aspect of the christian faith for for wives as well you know i wouldn't deign to try to teach men uh, at all but it's something i would beg any male listeners to consider too is we are all the bride like men and wo- human men and women we are all the bride to Mm -hmm. God, you know, like, it is this 
we we tend to have mm-hmm. still have a natural again a naturalistic worldview that we kind of try to to reverse and roll back a little bit to fit like you know a person like me who grew up atheist and and becomes a christian like it was a long road to really realize that like i am reorienting my entire perspective on reality according to the bible and not all these earthly worldly presuppositions so you can go into marriage with a lot of you know before you know it you are oh how do I be the good Christian how do I do the thing and you know intellectually that you're not saved by you know you have your theology that you identify with you know that you're not saved by faith but to truly understand that walking by faith is living as though what God says is true. That is going to radically transform your ability mm-hmm. to, as a modern American woman, look at your husband and say, I am under your authority. You know, I will submit to you. That is something that is always going to prickle your flesh, whether or not you're a modern woman. But we certainly have so mm-hmm. many, you know, uh, worldly ways of thinking that are still deeply embedded within our mind and it's in that's the other thing too about identifying with this outwardly to the world can be a battlefield because you are constantly having people attack your most sacred cherished and rewarding relationship as a picture of male abuse against women and so it's so hard to not fall into really you know and and the thing is uh, we're doing this online these days we're all yelling past each other nobody's actually having you know i'm i'm definitely as guilty as this as as anybody i often assume i'm speaking to women who share my worldview and to somebody who doesn't share my worldview they're going to see my posts on instagram and it's going to mean something completely different what I mean you know and so that's something that I definitely have like I need to work on and be more mindful of like we need to recontextualize this conversation about submission and make sure that I mean to a certain extent it's like they're never going to understand if you don't truly know Christ you're never really going to understand probably but at the same time I do think a lot of people are who are non-Christians this is something that appeals to them about the Christian faith, as it did me when I realized, you know, oh, wait, homemaking is not oppressive. Homemaking is essential. Like, I can't believe I was fed this lie that, like, I need to have a career. Like, it's totally depressing to go to work all day. I want to stay home and cook and clean. I love this. No wonder women want to do this with their lives, you know? Um, and so, again, like, right. you know, that's just me being completely real right here is I'm thinking about that a lot this year of like being more mindful of if I am inviting younger women who to whom this is all completely new into my space I need to be mindful that I am not teaching a a materialistic sort of works based way of um, orienting your heart and your mind to your husband because there are so many ways to miss the mark Mm -hmm. that can be are going to be bad for both of you like you know both a wife and a husband it's not a formula exactly exactly and to think Mm -hmm. that it is involving two fallen human beings it can be so demoralizing and so stressful or again like maybe you fix your marriage and you're still not walking with the lord you know you're still not submitting your heart to christ you have uh, you know there are lots of people again there are lots of great people with great marriages who are unsaved so you know, if, as we 
we as Christians discussing submission, it is an aspect of the full story of the gospel working in our lives. Mm-hmm. This is so good because, um, like, like you said earlier, it's not a formula, it's not a prescription mm-hmm. and it's not, it's not a formula. It is already something we're practicing in our relationship mm-hmm. with Christ. And so for the young woman who, you know, I got married at 20 and I became a Christian at 14, mm-hmm. I think. And so I was already practicing mm-hmm. submission for six mm-hmm. years before I got married. I was submitting mm-hmm. to Christ. I was obeying him. I was seeking mm-hmm. to obey him. I, I didn't know that I was preparing to submit in marriage, but I was already, I was already living in the framework that I was not my own, that I belonged to another, that my choices weren't just uh, for me and me alone, but that right there is, uh, it's like the Holy grail of the modern mindset is mm-hmm. you do you and uh, you know, bodily autonomy mm-hmm. and all, all the, all these kinds of things. And so I think that's why uh, submission just kind of pricks the, the sensitivities of the modern worldview because it comes right up against uh, you know, self-governance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even as a Christian, obviously this was, this is still hard for me because the flesh, but I had been practicing submission for six years in my walk with the Lord before I even married mm-hmm. my husband. Um, and I, I also want to ask, because another question that comes up with submission is, you know, we understand Okay, God's God has an order here. This is a testimony to the world. We we understand theologically that there's a framework here. But there are fears that come and and understandable mm-hmm. fears that come mm-hmm. associated with it. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've heard and I would love to hear your take on this is the idea that when you submit yourself, you lose a part of yourself. Mm-hmm. Or that submission kind of like blends you into your husband. And you just, you know, pieces of your identity are being chipped away. That's a very real mm-hmm. fear for mm-hmm. some women. And, um, right. Because if you're like, if you're submitting your will to someone else's, isn't that just a way of losing yourself? So, um, what, what would you say to that? Man, that's a huge one. Um, I, you know, I have to say, I'm not sure. Maybe that's a part of me, just personally a struggle that I've had, but I have never thought of it in those terms. I will say this is probably very mm-hmm. similar though, in just you are fully giving up control and that is terrifying. It's terrifying for us, again, to in every single sense, not just our marriage. And because that is the most vulnerable relationship that we have, if, you know, if you're married, you know, your marriage is absolutely the most vulnerable and intimate relationship that you have. But again, if, you know, if we're conforming our minds to scripture rather than, because I feel like that is a worldly concept that you would lose yourself by joining in somebody else, uh, joining with someone else in matrimony, biblically, we are, (laughs) we are becoming, and, and we are, a marriage is more than the sum of its parts. So you are not losing Mm -hmm. any part 
of you because you never, especially for a woman who might be widowed or, you know, abjectly abused and cannot live with her spouse, of course you are still absolutely you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image and you will be in glory with, you know, like your heavenly body is like guaranteed, you know, you, you are so much more than yourself ever. Like we are not, what we cling to is not who we are in this fallen world, you know, it's who we are to become in glory and we're made uniquely by God. But when we get married, we become much more than simply, you know, husband and wife because, and it's, it's almost impossible to explain. I feel like it's one of those great mysteries of the universe. (laughs) There's, there's a verse that's coming to my mind. Um, is, is a verse that when Jesus says, unless a grain of wheat falls yes. and dies, it stands alone. But if it dies, it bears fruit. Mm-hmm. There is a kind of surrender yes. that occurs when two people enter. And it's happening on the man's yes. end, too. Absolutely. The man is also surrendering. Um, and then you're coming together, mm-hmm. but you're creating something more beautiful mm-hmm. and more fruitful yeah. than if you had been mm-hmm. by yourself. Union and so, is the inception of every single human being, because that's not to say that a single a person who is single their whole life is less than a person who is married. Every single person has a mother and a father. And ideally, your mother and your father are going to be mm-hmm. in you, you know, that is God's design, original design. And it, so that is not, you know, we get to experience that as married people, but every single person, you know, humanity, that is the inception of humanity is that union, you know, established with Adam and Eve. There was the two of them created to bring forth all mankind, you know, so marriage and the union between husband and wife is at the center of God's design for creation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, 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 you know, children are like the obvious, Mm -hmm. like physical Mm -hmm. result, but there's other things too. Like, I just think in terms of sanctification, obviously God has a different path for everyone to be sanctified. And, you know, if you're an apostle Paul and it's celibacy and God will use Mm -hmm. that. Um, and, but when I think about like the, the way God has used marriage to sanctify Mm me, Obviously, he could have used singleness, but I look at him like, wow, he's so wise because it it's born fruit in my relationship with Christ that I could not even have yeah. dreamed had I been yeah. <laughs> single and hard fruit, like very painful mm-hmm. fruit at times mm-hmm. um, or, or fruit that was begotten with much pain. But um, it's not just that there's like physical, yeah. you know, visible yeah. results of the union between husband and wife but the spiritual results. And then as it trickles into society and the function that a stable family has Mm -hmm. on a culture, I mean, it's just, you have to, like Jesus said, the grain of wheat has to fall and Mm -hmm. die. It has to surrender Mm -hmm. and something Mm -hmm. bigger can be born out Mm -hmm. of that. It's almost like, I'll I'll finish with this. I'm let you, (laughs) but um, we're afraid of losing our identities, which kind of pre it kind of assumes that like, there's this part of us that is like our, our essence that we need to hold Mm -hmm. on to, 
but in the Christian worldview, we're going from glory to glory. We're actually like progressing yeah. and we're yeah. changing. And so it's not about finding yourself. Mm -hmm. That's, that's elusive and that's not a Christian mm -hmm. concept. Um, we're actually being conformed to the image of mm -hmm. Christ. So instead of thinking, okay, marriage is making me lose myself. It's like marriage is making me find who I was created yes. to be, um, yes. as God uses it to prune yeah. me and, and to, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and really, you know, speaking from, um, having grown up with this worldview and then now, you know, I've talked to you about learning the history of it in retrospect, you know, as a Christian is terrifying, but the entire idea of, um, <laughs> so funny aside, my kids have been watching, um, they watched Finding Nemo recently, and then they got Finding Dory, which is apparently <laughs> the sequel. And they think it's really funny that it's called Finding Dory because Dory is in the movie. And I keep trying to explain to them this modern concept that of finding yourself. But to me, have, you know, again, having grown up with a very subjective, create your own reality worldview, which is very much what I believed. And again, that's kind of what I was talking about earlier, as far as just, just doing the secular worldview Christian is for a while, I sort of just said, okay, this is what I believe now. And I'm a Christian because I, I believe this and this seems true to me until God kind of shook me. And I realized, oh, I believe this because it is true. I believe God is real because he, it, like I am a, I right. didn't, you know, I don't. And that's the thing is it's, it's really difficult to talk to unbelievers sometimes because they always assume as they have that you have chosen your worldview. When I was younger, I was always thinking of, Oh, what should my worldview be? This seems kind of appealing because that's how I grew up is being exposed to lots of different worldviews. Yes. Exactly. Pick your own adventure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Pick your own reality. So Really, you know, I said a, a parallel in my own marriage has has been giving up control and my faith at a much deeper level, giving up control and to God and, and of course, gaining so much once you give that surrender. But it is scary to give up control to another person because that is your your sense of self, your your sense of autonomy. You know, I think the modern concept of finding yourself, you know, finding Dory is very much what do I want? to believe? What do I want to value? And that's the, actually the much scarier side of this is what do I want to believe is right and wrong? And oh. so that this is another aspect to family hierarchy that it tends to be really jarring to moderns for good reason, because we don't, none of us want women abused. And that's a good thing. We, we, we should get upset if we believe somebody is talking about systematically abusing women but of course from the christian worldview we are not talking mm -hmm. about systematically abusing women we're talking about a system in which women are cherished and protected and like you said selflessly loved um marriage is incredibly self-sacrificial my husband likes to tease me and the kids because we do a lot of the homestead stuff now that um he's back at work full-time and um he'll say he'll say oh you guys are like my little slaves and i'll be like no I slave for you guys all day. And it is, it's absolutely true because, you know, when it was zero degrees here, who went yes. outside to feed the animals? Something that is normally my kids chore. 
was my husband. He didn't even have me go out there with him simply, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not like he is like, my, my love, you shall stay inside. So you're, you know, like my husband just, I was talking about this in my stories the other day. Yeah, he just yes, does it. Men, especially, you know, decent, hardworking Christian men who support their families they're going out there and they are showing their love and their devotion, their devotion to their life, their wives and their children by giving their entire lives to them. That is the giving of yourself to another person. And it doesn't look as fancy as we expect it to, you know, young romantic Mm -hmm. ideal women. And I, I see so many women fall into this trap. And I think Christian women are just as prone to it too, because we tend to hear um, men who are eloquent about marriage or relationships talking about these things while your husband is out there working, you know, eight, 12 hour days to support you. That is how he is showing his, you know, his, his talent might not yes. be the flowery language. He, he might not be, you know, like, like you were saying, um, it, I am being a submissive wife but I am also, you know, intellectual and into these things. Those two are not mutually exclusive. You know, they're not a challenge in any way because I'm I'm studying what my life is all about. But in my marriage, yeah. you know, the most impressive thing about me, what I want God to see me doing is not this, you know, huge pet passion I have of mine to be talking. I just love, you know, society and philosophy and ideas and, and scripture and everything. That is just a part of me, you know, who I am to God and who the far more lasting impact I'm going to have on this world is how I live out my faith with everybody, you know, starting with my husband and my children, my extended family, the people around me, like that is what is of a real value Mm -hmm to God. And it is so, it is so vital that we, you know, we can be a student of marriage. We can be a student of our faith. Like all of us can. And it's, (laughs) it doesn't come and we're a student of it because it doesn't just come to us the moment we get married. We actually have to learn how Mm -hmm. to be married. Yeah. We have to learn how because it says in Titus 2, the older women are teach the younger one to how to I love know, their husbands. I just crazy? I just read that chapter. Because it's, it's a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we skip right it's to true. and see that's a great example of our reactionary um sort of traditional womanhood, which is like I will do not the feminist. Mm-hmm. So we jump right to keepers at home, which, you know, I'm I do a homemaker's manifesto. Obviously, I'm really interested in in homemaking and women being at home. But before that, we have love your husbands, love your children, be sober, be chaste. I think it says be be vigilant. You know, this is a picture of a woman Mm -hmm. living out her faith in every aspect of her life in a much bigger sense than, you know, is she a traditional homemaker or is she a full-time career woman? You know, this kind of false, you know, (laughs) binary um, the binary isn't like whether you make money or, uh, you know, how much you're at home or like, are you at home full time? Are you not at home? It's really in the spirit and the attitude that you have towards mm-hmm. your home because like, or the attitude you have towards your husband, because, you know, I've met women that, or I'll just say it this way there, I'm at home full time. And there have been times my attitude was anything <laughs> but submissive. Yes. And the woman who's like, 
working mm-hmm. <laughs> outside the home, whatever, and just like honoring her mm-hmm. husband and, and and just cherish it, like just truly having a posture of honor and reverence towards him. Um, like she's living it out far more mm-hmm. than me who might be at home at the time. And that's the other thing I want to talk about is submission as an attitude, mm-hmm. because I actually think for the average, and I want to be careful how I say this because you know, I could be totally wrong. I think for the average woman, submission like will come up, you know, in certain for the average Christian woman, submission will come up in certain circumstances. Like, you know, my husband wants to do this. I want to do this, but we're going mm-hmm. with what my husband says that mm-hmm. comes up. Um, but a lot of women have said like, I don't know how to submit because we agree <laughs> all the time or like we just it doesn't come mm-hmm. up is what they'll say i'm sure you've yeah, gotten this yeah, too it just yeah. doesn't appear and it's like what's your what's your attitude mm-hmm. towards him the entire mm-hmm. time um maybe you like agree on stuff but it's it's like a constant like just questioning mm-hmm. of him you know doubting yeah. him like distrusting mm-hmm. him um you know he says something and your immediate gut reaction is to just contradict mm-hmm. it like you don't even think about it. You just yeah. contradict. Um, that I believe is part of submission. It's part of the yeah. attitude. Well, um, like what does it look like to reverence your husband as it talks about in Ephesians, yeah, and, what the wife sees that she as you reverences say, I mean, you, you kind of answered it for me already that it is a heart <laughs> posture and that begins with our, it's the same way we love our neighbor. It's the same way we love our children. I mean, a great comparison is the fact that, um, you know, if you think about loving your children, does that come with being placid and angelic and, you know, giving in to your children's every single whim? And I'm not comparing that. It, it, well, let me explain what I mean. <laughs> that, you know, it is, it is your overall heart towards your children, your, how you feel about being a mother? Are, do you see your children as a constant burden? Do you see their behavior issues as their fault and you feel sorry for yourself? You can't, you know, you might be taking care of them every day. You might be, everybody raises their children. You might be influencing them, you know, whether or not it's positive is a different story. Um, or is your attitude that, you know, uh, I love my children. Um, it is my job to raise them up in the fear of the Lord. I'm going to think I, I see them as a blessing. You know, God tells me that they are a blessing. I see them as a blessing. You're going to be a completely different mother if that is how you approach your children. And that is, does that, did any of that give you, you know, parenting tactics or answering, you know, these debates we have about different ways? No, it, it, it is a, it, there is a lot of room yeah. there and adaptability for different, different personalities. Right. And I want to, again, say, I'm not saying that like some of you have a different personality so you can like disrespect and disobey your husband or anything like that. But when you let's shift that, you know, to our marriage with our husband, do you see your husband again? Do you look at your husband going to work every day and you say, there is a man who is giving himself for me, you know, do you see him as he is my protection? I mean, You know, I live in the country and we homestead, so I'm very blessed to see a lot. And my husband is a 
very hardworking, super responsible, very strong, uh, very, he's, you know, ex-Marine, ex-MMA fighter. So like, he is a man that makes me feel safe and protected every day. And mm-hmm. if I have a negative self-pitying, um, bratty attitude, I could easily pick apart, you know, and, and convince myself all these things that he does mm-hmm. wrong by a skewed standard. If I use a realistic standard right. and look at how he spends every day, you know, and just, it's just simply, you know, being positive. Do I see him as a blessing? Do I see him as my, you know, my covering, a gift from God, another, my brother in Christ, um, a man who is made in God's image mm-hmm. and somebody who ought to be the principal recipient of all the love that I pray God, I pray, you know, Christ would enable me to show others because that is my calling as a Christian, you know, that is going to be a completely different thing. Does it mean that every time he ever says something to me, I, you know, Stepford wife it up and I do everything all perfect. I feel like we often build up these images that biblical submission is being, you know, it's just like Christian Stepford wife. You are always having dinner on time early. You know, you are always cheerful. Always, you're a human being, just like everything else in the Christian walk you are going to have days where you struggle you're gonna have days where you mess up and you feel you know that you did something wrong and um you're you're gonna have to give your husband a lot of grace because you guys live really close together and you are both human beings and you're gonna have like every you know again we think about our children children are maddening sometimes we get exasperated with our children. We lose patience with our children. We mess up all the time. We have to apologize to our children. We still view them. You know, we still adore them at the end of it. You know, we don't remember the, mm-hmm. I had two toddlers for several, a couple years. Right. Of course, I remember a blur of like stress, but nothing but the sweetness and the laughs and the fun memories and, you know, nothing but lo- love and joy looking back mm-hmm. on that. And when we view our overall marriage with the same, I think it, it, it is really helpful to think about our sort of inborn commitment to our children that, you know, we think we would like kill somebody who tried to hurt these, you know, we are so passionately devoted to our children. What if right. we were that passionately devoted to our husbands as opposed to feeling like, oh, Ooh. right? You know, like we ought to be, we're one flesh with, you know, we are as one well, flesh with them. Yeah. Yeah the love you have for your children is it's just a little more Mm -hmm. primal. Mm -hmm. I don't know how Mm -hmm. else to put it. It's just kind of like visceral. And then the love you have for your husband is, is more Mm -hmm. conscious, like choosing. Yeah. And, but, but what, what you said about, um, the attitude you have, cause you're like, it reminded me of like, it's kind of like submission is almost like the narrative that you have in your head Mm. about. Yes. Yes. Definitely. And what's the, what's the story that you are Mm -hmm. telling yourself? And it's very hard for me to see any beauty or, or glory or benefit in submission when the narrative that I have about my husband is negative and distrustful. Mm -hmm. It's a lot easier to, um, to look and see a man who is making a conscience effort to make wise choices and who, who I can come under his authority. I can see that if the narrative about him in my head is one of, of charitability and, and, um, 
of respect. Mm-hmm. It's not to say that like, if something's wrong, you just pretend exactly. it's not wrong or whatever. It's, it's really what you choose to choose to emphasize, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Oh, my husband goes to work every single day. You know, I'm doing my podcast right now while he hangs out with our son and is probably helping around the house. Um, what if those are the things I fill my mind with versus man, like he, he's not a big words of affirmation mm-hmm. guy. <laughs> and I just focus mm-hmm. on that and build a narrative mm-hmm. around that. It's much harder to, to see submission as a yeah, beautiful thing. And so the, like the word, um, you know, the actual Greek word, uh, submit, which we, we had discussed earlier, it, it denotes, um, like in Greek military rank. So, uh, you know, that was my very choppy quoting of Strong's or Thayer's or whatever it is, but it, it is a, a, a connotation of, a hierarchy and my, uh, something that has been very helpful for me understanding submissions. My husband was actually in the military. So I've heard a lot about mm. very different. And, and I think men actually, this is really important to understand. Men understand these things more than women do. Women have very um, kind of, uh, we don't have hierarchical relationships with each other. You know, there are women who are like that, but we tend to have very, no. oh, you no, you go, you know, very like touchy feely, flowy, really, even, even in work environments, much more, um, men really respond to and understand respect towards each other in a way that we don't. So when we fail to understand that, you know, men and women, believe it or not, both have trouble understanding each other. And so they often, the reason I think that a woman not understanding submission and respect can cause so much trouble in her marriage is because her husband doesn't understand that she doesn't understand it. So to, you know, he is in his way conveying a lack of love in her language and she is conveying a lack of respect to him in his language. And neither of them understand that there's this Whoa. disconnect there. That's really good. <laughs> like, that's a that's a new thought for me. Like, and I know couples talk past each yeah, other all yes. the time. <laughs> and that's a huge problem. But it's also like, you know... Um, I'll give an example, like, because when I had Will Spencer on my podcast, he talked about this, of like, men have systems of accountability, like with Mm -hmm. each other. Like, if you break your word as a man, like, there's consequences, and there's relational systems to keep men accountable, Mm -hmm. you know, in a way that with with women's relationships, we don't really do that with each other. Like, uh, as Christians, we know that like, you know, Isa, if you see me, you know, living in sin, you're going to call me mm-hmm. out. Like we have that as a Christian framework, but it's just generally, we're not used to like accountability mm-hmm. as women and culturally we're not used to accountability. Cause like, yeah, <laughs> right, um, right. but, and so that, that is also something that makes submission mm-hmm. tricky because there's accountability involved in that. Mm-hmm. And that makes most women pretty uncomfortable. Yeah. When and it feels like they just have scolding never... because if we haven't been in the environment, you know, like a, a blue collar work environment or the military or, or, you know, a lot of spaces that certainly not every guy, but a lot of these male oriented spaces that a guy is going to understand sports teams, things like that. Um, it feels like getting in trouble <laughs> or, you know, 
being like, oh no, I have to do what somebody told me to. And, and especially too, for, because a lot of guys, um, you know, no matter how assertive, they're not going around like giving you orders. Like you said, there are going to be times where it, and these are the easy times to know when to submit when you have a difference of opinion and you need the tiebreaker and, you know, husband goes, this is actually something I struggled with for a really long time was I, he was the boss. I would, you know, ask him if things were okay. He would make decisions and things like that. But that is such as actually such a small part of submission. And again, I'm saying that I have a very naturally dominant husband. Mm-hmm. My, the most that like submission, <laughs> a huge part of it is simply being a, a polite and kind and respectful person. And, and again, even though we do have a huge um, gap in our knowledge as women, a lot of the time when it comes to respect, we do know a lot about basic consideration and kindness. And we will often show other women or our girlfriends or even our moms, even yeah, our I was going to say, even our kids, a lot more basic uh, politeness and respect than we will our husband. And I think another really, again, kind of in the same vein is that we tend to expect our husband to want from us what we want from him. And we tend to expect him to give yeah. what we want. And it's like, actually, we show what a man needs from a woman is very different than what a woman needs from a man and what we bring to the relationship we can if we feel like we're lacking in the in the tenderness and the kind consideration it actually means a lot to our husbands and it it complements them and you know people talk there are these are often generalizations but we talk about feminine and masculine energy and we are created differently and we <laughs> mesh, yeah. you know, we are all subject to the fall, but there is a sort of natural state, <laughs> you know, we are, men and women are different yeah. from each other it, and we complement each other. And that's not two pieces looking exactly the same fitting together. It's two different pieces fitting together. And I think, yes. And I think so much of female bitterness towards men is women entering relationships expecting to receive love in the way that they mm-hmm. want to receive love mm-hmm. as women. Uh, and when that isn't the case, it like, I think so much of, of female betterness, like obviously there's like maybe something bad did happen to a woman in a relationship and whatever, but, um, but it's simply the unmet expectations of expecting a man mm-hmm. to be more mm-hmm. like a woman. And and the same can go for men who are better mm-hmm. towards women, unmet expectations of expecting a woman to be more mm-hmm. like a man. Yeah, well, and that, that is, I think, a very common, again, this is a generalization, but a common, um, the lack of knowledge on the man's side is they, they will expect a man to react the way they would, um, you know, if they're maybe gruff or impatient or critical, and they're like, and to a man being somebody reacting emotionally can feel like an attack. Um, Gary Thomas writes about this, um, just male brain chemistry. This is going to sound a little patronizing, but I I swear I read it from uh, Gary Thomas, who was quoting uh, presumably like scholarly articles or whatever it was, that men feel 
like it, it can be physically painful for them to talk about their feelings. Um, and again, that I'm sorry if that sounds patronizing, but um, I think there's a lot to be said for how modern conversations about male emotions can be very patronizing and unfair to men. But it does explain, mm-hmm. I see it a lot, um, you know, with men I have known, certainly and my husband and my son, even my, my older son, um, is you once you realize it's like, oh, this is this is overwhelmed to this is hard for them. Like I want to talk about all the feelings because yeah. that's how I'm going to process them. Not, totally. how, not how men. So to them, again, this is us, you know, not computing at all that what feels like a lack of love is them to responding what feels like an attack or an extreme lack of respect because, you know, they, they, what seems normal to us, like an emotional reaction to them seems hysterical because they wouldn't do that. Most men aren't going to do that. Most men are going to stay calm. So it's just like, mm-hmm. whoa, <laughs> you know, and you know, again, yeah. we, mm-hmm. and so, yeah. Oh, oh I was just going to say, we and let's say we have an emotional a time of emotional expression or outburst or whatever we are expecting a certain reaction out of Mm -hmm. our husbands and because of the way they perceive that emotional outburst they might not give the reaction we're looking for which can often prompt greater Mm -hmm. emotional reactions yeah as we're trying to elicit Mm -hmm. something um you know, how, like, how, how can a woman who's experiencing this work through that, like work through the expectations of what she thinks her man should Mm be? Well, and like, like truly learn to be like, this is who he is. And I'm going to yeah love and accept him. I think him. it really, again, I mean, it starts at the foot of the cross. Um, I think that the mistake a lot of women make, and I know that I made, I got myself all stuck in my head for a long time or, you know, different seasons is just going right to the marriage book instead of right to the cross, you know, like I don't, there are so many tools out there that are so helpful for navigating Christian marriage. Um, yet if we are not, what, how, what are we going to learn about submission? If we are not truly submitting to God, if we are not, and Mm -hmm. the reason that that is not just the you know constant refrain that we have as Christians, which we ought to about every single issue. Is we always are going to go back to the cross and govern our lives by you know by the word. But it's also incredibly practical because if we are practicing everything that the Bible says to do, then of course we're going to our heart is going to be positioned to have the compassion that we need to have for our husbands to be patient, uh, mm-hmm. slow to speak, to be sober. Maybe that's why Titus 2 men- mentions right. to be sober. <laughs> Maybe first century women right. had this same crazy dynamic with their husbands. Well, that was, that was written to the men because mm-hmm. it, it was said the men are to be sober-minded okay. and then it says the women... Um, but I mean, we're, we're called as Christians. We see yes. it in first Peter. <laughs> Soberness, I mean, like this so is all my of us. boys and I, every morning, um, we listen to the Proverbs on an audio Bible that I have. And every now and then my husband is rained out. And I have to say, whether it's just my boys or just my husband, it can be awkward. <laughs> 
<laughs> to listen to the Proverbs. And I mean, just so many things like somebody is like, oh, I'm going to try not to like, you know, look over at them like this is a thing. But I mean, the whole I, all of that is to say the entire word of God convicts all of us. And that is absolutely true for wives. So I think it is so important to step out of our um, singular focus on our marriage, look at the whole of our hearts and well, where they are oriented guess, towards actually, God her computer and just how died, we ought to we treat were wrapping one up anyway, so we really didn't miss too, too much. She was just concluding her thought there. Um, and so, uh, you know, hopefully if you loved this podcast, we can request to have Issa back on, as you can see, she's very articulate and thoughtful and tender. Um, so, um, I will resume it at, or conclude it with that. Um, and uh, I was going to ask her, so I'll just include this for anyone listening. I was going to ask her about as a final question, because she talked about being, I think it was respectful, polite, respectful and polite towards your husband. And as she said that, I, I almost have this radar of like, when I know something would feel off to someone who's or, or when I know that something would be kind of an unpopular way of saying it. And so when she talked about being polite and respectful to your husband, I kind of flinched, not because I think it is not good, but because I recognize that that's an unpopular kind of way of saying that. And that was the kind of the last thing I wanted to, to say was to challenge this idea of why we may hear this idea of being respectful and polite. And it kind of rubs us the wrong way because with other relationships, um, we'll be okay with, um, with applying those, those adjectives. Uh, and it's assumed that we will be applying those adjectives in other relationships, but for some reason in marriage, it just, it's, it's a lot different. So food for thought. Um, thanks for joining. Sorry about my guests computer dying, but, um, thankfully we got about an hour. So until next time, have a wonderful day and please share my podcast. If you, um, would like to and tag me if you do so. I really, really appreciate it. Bye-bye.